Coming up on 5-Minute News. British Prime Minister survives vote of no confidence. Settlement reached in lawsuit over police murder of black man. And EU blames Russia for food crisis in developing nations. It's Tuesday, June 7. I'm Anthony Davis. Boris Johnson, the controversial British Prime Minister, narrowly survived a vote of no confidence on Monday, securing enough support from his Conservative Party to remain in office despite a substantial rebellion that leaves him a weakened leader with an uncertain future. Known for his ability to shrug off scandals, the emboldened leader has struggled to turn the page on revelations that he and his staff repeatedly held drunken parties that flouted the COVID-19 restrictions they imposed on others. Support among his fellow Conservative lawmakers has weakened, as some see a leader renowned for his ability to connect with voters increasingly as a liability rather than an asset in elections. Johnson won the backing of 211 out of 359 Conservative lawmakers in a secret ballot, more than the simple majority needed to remain in power, but still a significant rebellion of 148 MPs. Johnson called it a convincing win and said the party should now come together. With no clear frontrunner to succeed him, most political observers have predicted that Johnson would defeat the challenge, but the rebellion could still be a watershed moment for him and is a sign of deep conservative divisions less than three years after he led the party to its biggest election victory in decades. Discontent that has been building for months erupted after a 10-day parliamentary break that included a long weekend of celebrations of Queen Elizabeth II's Platinum Jubilee. For many, the four-day holiday was a chance to relax, but there was no respite for Johnson, who was booed by some onlookers as he arrived for a service in the Queen's honour at St Paul's Cathedral on Friday. A North Carolina sheriff's office announced a $3 million settlement on Monday in a lawsuit filed by the family of an unarmed black man who was shot and killed in his car by sheriff's deputies more than a year ago. The family of Andrew Brown Jr. had filed a $30 million civil rights lawsuit in 2021, saying the man died because officers showed intentional and reckless disregard of his life. Brown was killed on April 21st of last year by Pasquotank County Sheriff's deputies while they were serving drug-related warrants at his Elizabeth City home. Several deputies surrounded Brown in his BMW before his car backed up and moved forward. They fired several shots at and into his vehicle. He was killed by a bullet to the back of his head. The district attorney, Andrew Womble, said at a news conference last year that Brown used his car as a deadly weapon, causing deputies to believe it was necessary to use deadly force. But lawyers for the Brown family said the shooting was unjustified because Brown was trying to drive away, not toward the deputies, and that he posed no threat. After viewing body camera footage of the shooting, they said Brown was sitting in his stationary car with his hands on the wheel when the first of numerous shots was fired. The settlement was approved by the Pasquotank County Board of Commissioners. It includes a special $1 million appropriation to go along with $2 million from the county's insurance policy, which was supplied by the North Carolina County's liabilities pool. 
Brown's children will share in the proceeds of the settlement as heirs of his estate. European Council President Charles Michel accused Russia on Monday of using food supplies as a stealth missile against developing countries and blamed the Kremlin for the looming global food crisis, prompting Moscow's UN ambassador to walk out of a Security Council meeting. Michel addressed Russian ambassador Vasily Nembenzia directly at the council meeting, saying he saw millions of tons of grain and wheat stuck in containers and ships at the Ukrainian port of Odessa a few weeks ago. That was because of Russian warships in the Black Sea and Moscow's attacks on transport infrastructure and grain storage facilities and its tanks, bombs and mines that are preventing Ukraine from planting and harvesting, he said. This is driving up food prices, pushing people into poverty and destabilizing entire regions, Michel said. Russia is solely responsible for this looming food crisis. Russia alone. Michel also accused Russian forces of stealing grain from areas it has occupied while shifting the blame of others, calling this cowardly and propaganda pure and simple. Nebenzia walked out during Michel's briefing, giving Russia's seat to another diplomat. Russia's deputy UN ambassador, Dmitry Polyansky, tweeted later that Michel's comments were so rude that the Russian ambassador left the Security Council chamber. Ukraine and Russia together produce almost a third of the world's wheat and barley and half of its sunflower oil, while Russia and its ally Belarus are the world's number two and three producers of potash, a key ingredient of fertilizer. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app, ask your smart speaker, or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate, and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health, and climate, delivering independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.